and welcome to the Healthcare Dollars and Good Sense podcast. This brand new podcast series hosted by Barry Dunn focuses on tools, resources, and expertise that serve healthcare organizations at the front lines, those delivering care to the public. And all this is available within the BDO Alliance. As those listening probably know, healthcare delivery organizations are experiencing a particularly difficult, though completely predictable, season in today's economic healthcare landscape. I'm your host, Marcus Wilson, a consulting manager in Barry Dunn's Healthcare Practice Group, and my co-host for this discussion is Principal Regina Alexander the Great. Happy podcast day to you, Regina. And to you, Marcus. So you're right, over the past two years, respected publications like Becker's and Forbes have reported on declining hospital margins, healthcare sector bankruptcies, and even hospital closures. And while there are myriad root causes of the financial woes in the post-pandemic period, the options to solve the problem through increased volume, revenue, new services, aren't necessarily viable for all organizations. So they need to get creative and to find opportunities to reduce costs. That's where the seedling of an idea for this series began at Barry Dunn, and I'm super excited to introduce our audience to folks who may be able to help. So on our hunt to bring together colleagues to assist in the creation of a sustainable future for healthcare delivery, we're making new friends within the BDO Alliance. And we kick off this inaugural podcast today with the privilege of welcoming Rich Rita to our virtual studio. Rich, so great to have you on the podcast with us today. Great to be here, Marcus and Regina, and I want to thank you all both for inviting me here. Very excited about it. All right. So, Rich, you are the VP of Business Development of a small but mighty organization called Profit Advisory Group. So let's get to know you and some of the basics of PAG, starting with a little history. Rich, how long ago did PAG start? Um, PAG was started in 2003 um, by my older brother, Ken, um, who was a prior executive at, to date him, MCI, WorldCom, and Verizon Business. And we've been based in Charlotte since 2003. Well, all right. Two decades of this work under your belt. It's not bad. But how and why did PAG get started? Well, my brother and the other partner, being executives at the carrier side, um, spent most of their career on the executive level, at the end of their career, actually, um, fighting billing disputes, clients calling in and complaining about billing errors, cost mistakes, poor service. So they figured um, this would be a good time to level the playing field and start helping customers um, receive better service and pricing from their vendors. Better right. service and pricing in telecom? It's, is it even possible, right? Yes, saving money. That is certainly what makes dollars in good sense. So Rich, provide us with a brief overview then of uh, Profit Advisory Group. Sure, thanks, Marcus. We are a full service telecommunications and IT um, consulting firm. We've been helping our clients, as I said, in these two areas for about 20 years. And I'm very proud to say that uh, just recently, we eclipsed saving over $1 billion for our clients uh, on their telecom and technology costs. Wow. Well. I was completely unaware that anyone was needlessly spending money in telecom or technology. Are you shocked, Regina? Shocked and appalled, Marcus, yes. But can you hear that sardonic grin on my face? I mean, hospitals, health systems, heck, 
let's just say any type of larger facility that are heavily regulated and complex and frequently those functions are siloed in ways that the bills for anything, including telecom and IT services and everything else are never actually seen by the operational departments who uh, manage or benefit most from the service. I mean, I do want to say I know that PAG does more than healthcare, but our focus is healthcare, so that's where we're going to kind of go today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we recover from our feigned surprise. Rich, tell us a little bit about a typical engagement you would have with a client, keeping in mind, of course, that particular focus on healthcare. Sure. And healthcare is, uh, in full disclosure, our largest segment of our business. Um, wow. And you'd be surprised about um, how many hospitals are paying for locations that they've closed or they just upgraded technology but forgot to turn off the old technology. And in all honesty, the vendors are not going to tell you that you did it wrong. And what we also find is when you get very comfortable with a vendor, um, you tend to not get the best service and pricing. So we find a lot of things that fall through the cracks um, and uh, that the IT departments are understaffed and overworked at the hospital don't have time to find. Well, Rich, when I first met you, I have to, I have to say that they, they, you just sprinkle, we love to sprinkle acronyms in our conversations in healthcare. So you said something once about POTS, and I'm thinking I've worked in a hospital for, you know, years before becoming a consultant. You know, POTS and PANS is, is does Rich's company do work in the cafeteria? I mean, what are we talking about here? Um, well, well, POTS is an acronym. It's, it's for plain old telephone service. <laughs> and if we can all remember, it's those copper wires, and it goes into that back room that has, you know, 40, 50 cable wires duct taped together and ties, and no one wants to go in there. It's basically technology that was installed in the 60s and 70s. And it is used for elevators, escalators, smoke detectors, fire alarms, uh, ATMs, basic services. Every hospital, every business has them. And um, they're being decommissioned by the carriers. They no longer have to service and they no longer have to offer them. So what we're finding with clients is once their contract, their last contract expires, the carriers are sending them notice that either move it to an internet-based product or we're going to shut it off. Oh, wow. Oh, we'll wow. have to remember that, uh, that acronym. So... Uh, you were telling us a little bit about opportunities within hospitals. Do you have a brief anecdote you can share? Sure. We're, we we are working right now probably with 30 or 40 hospitals, but one story that comes to mind um, is a hospital we're working on right now where we were doing an inventory, just going over everything they're paying for in IT and telecom. And when we presented this back to the client, they politely told us, oh, we had sold that nursing home, you know, seven years ago. And I politely responded, that's great, but you didn't t shut off your local service with AT&T and you've been spending over $2,000 a month on that site for the past seven years. Um, so we would have gone back and gotten them a credit for that, but they just really wanted the, 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 that it to stop. So we ended up just uh, terminating that service and getting it corrected for them. But we see things like that all the time. And if I, if I may just tell one other quick story was we're working with a large client now that had old, old technology, again, these, these POTS lines, and they hadn't been using this one site for seven years. And it was they were spending, let's just say, over fifty or $60,000 a month on it and for seven years. Oh. And 
we politely asked. We got we got it shut off, but they go unnoticed because they just don't have the time to track it. And that's what we do. We do a deep dive and we look for everything that you're paying. We actually call every phone line to see where it rings and find out, is it dead? Is it a deli? Is it your hospital? Um, it's a really extensive process, but it only takes us about 60 or 70 days to do. Nice. That is fascinating. So I might just know of an organization that might be looking to save some money. So let's just say that I do. How long would it take for them to realize the savings once they sign an agreement with uh, with Profit Advisory Group? That's a great question. Our work is designed to take very little time from the staff at the hospital and also take very little time once we get the data. And the data for us is either one month's copy of the invoices that we're, for the services that we're going to review or temporary access to their portal. Once we get the data, we can turn it around and present back to them our recommendations in about 60 or 70 days. And the key to the process is we charge no money up front and we only will invoice them and we do a, a contingency basis, if you will. We share in savings after the client sees them hit an invoice. So it's a quick turnaround, about 60 or 70 days. And once we do the corrections and the work, usually the next bill cycle or so is when they'll see it hit the invoice. Wow. So doesn't that sometimes mean that you kind of lose out on an arrangement? I mean, if you're if you're billing it that way, is there some cases where it just falls short of expectation? Falling short of expectations for us would be less than 15%. And that would be a disappointment to us. Uh, I've been with the company for 12 years. And the lowest I've seen us find in savings is about 10%. But I'm sure there are companies out there, and this is what we try to tell them, that we can't help them and we'll politely tell them, you're in great shape. We can't help you. There's no savings opportunities. But in full candor, that has not happened um, since I've been at the at PAG for the last 12 years. Wow. Um, you, you know, I guess the, the idea that we're, we have organizations that are paying for obsolete technology, regardless of what type, but especially hospitals and healthcare organizations in this um, time where uh, funds are really tight, um, I'm also thinking, though, about all the mergers and acquisitions. You had uh, shared, Rich, about health system an organization who had closed locations and was still paying for technology. But, you know, mergers are also another another thing. With all the changes to offices and technology footprints, especially during COVID, I am sure this has, you know, resulted in a lot of unnecessary expenses going on in that space just from the fact that people don't go to those offices or they're not used anymore, even though the company still has you know, the footprint. Yeah, and that's a great point. And, and the example I give, we're working with a, I define as a large health system in the in the Southeast. And, you know, we typically go in and we, we generally expect to find, you know, 15 to 25%, but they had gone through a lot of mergers and they were just paying for a lot of things twice. Um, some of them they hadn't shut off. And, and we found this system a little over 42%. And it correlated to a little over $4 million. So it was a, and we cleaned up a lot of problems that they didn't even know existed. So uh, our motto is we don't know what you don't know what you don't know until you get in. And like I said, we went in and there was a lot of things and it's no one's fault. I want to stress that. It's that they just don't have the time to find out where this line went, what this office did. Um, is it still active? It's the old adage. If the bill's within 10% of what it is for the last, bunch of years they just pay it 
Um, and that's kind of where we were, but that was a, they were thrilled. Um, and it was a large save for this organization. Excellent. Yeah. So, so just thinking of averages of that you see, if I'm a, you know, a medium sized hospital, I'm spending, let's say, you know, $2 million a year on telecom and technology infrastructure expenses. And I engaged with, with your organization, what would I expect to save? If you're an average client, um, and like I said, for the last 10 years in healthcare, we've averaged 23%. So you'd look, you'd be looking to save somewhere between 400 or $500,000. Wow. So, you know, if I was a healthcare or higher ed CFO struggling with any size telecom and technology expense load, I would find that value proposition hard to pass up. In addition, you're saying that I could save that by next quarter. How does that really work? I'm trying to understand. Our, our audit or review, if you will, is a three-phase review. So we're, we're going to look backwards for contract and tariff compliance to make sure that the client is getting what the contract states. If not, we'll get them a credit. We've been talking about in this conversation a lot of waste. The present will eliminate waste. And going forward, we've been doing this for a long time. Our benchmarking capabilities, I would rank our you know, I haven't seen anyone's got better benchmarking capabilities than we do. And we will renegotiate the better pricing for the client going forward. Um, and this, again, this process takes about 60 or 70 days to um, complete. But what we can do quickly is once we get the data, within two or two weeks or so, we can kind of give the client a little thumbnail about, you know, where we see opportunities and give them a rough idea on what they think they can spend. So they have a you know, a quick idea, hey, this is going to be worth our while, but it's typically going to be in that 20% range. Wow. All right. So so we focused on healthcare in this conversation, of course, but you serve customers beyond those industries. Can you tell us a little more about that as, as we kind of wrap up? Sure. We work with um, retailers. Uh, we've worked with several large retailers for multiple years. And that's the other thing I'd like to stress. Most of our larger clients, whether it's healthcare, retail, private equity, um, starts with a review, but we stay, they stay with us for multiple years. You know, our largest tenured client right now has been with us for over 12 years. Um, and they just keep finding projects for us. So uh, we would work with any organization, uh, but multi-location is the best suited for what we do. Uh, but we're in manufacturing, retail, banking. Um, everyone has telecom and IT. You know it. So that is great information. I, I hope our friends hearing this will take note of the opportunity that we have here and that presents for our, their clients and maybe for some of them directly. You know, uh, it's great information about PAG and we hope this will be a catalyst for some outreach to PAG to take advantage of much needed savings in our industry. So Rich, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thanks, Rich. Really appreciate it. I mean, I've been fascinated by this topic since you first introduced it to me uh, earlier this year. And um, just you're highlighting such a great opportunity for uh, dollars and good sense. Right, Marcus? Absolutely. Yeah, and thank you both uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. I, I, I really enjoy working with you guys. And if there are clients out there that have questions, they can reach out. But we also have clients that are more than happy if we get down that road that would be more than happy to talk to them and tell them how the experience has been to work with PAG um, going forward. So again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Excellent. All right. Well, with that, we will wrap up this episode on behalf of myself, uh, Regina Alexander, and our guest, Rich Rita of Profit Advisory Group. 
We thank you for listening to this special edition episode of Barry Dunn's Healthcare Dollars and Good Sense podcast. Thank you as well to our producers in the Barry Dunn Marketing Department. And we welcome listener questions and discussion as well as suggestions for developing future episodes. 